This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's just about 5.43 and actually trending today is off a piece with our first story because it's all about Najib's Schrodinger's pardon. (laughs) It, It was there, it's not, nobody's sure. Yeah, so uh, let's just give a, a quick rundown of chronology. That all begins kind of early this afternoon. Utsusa Malaysia, uh, and I'm just going to give you the, 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 the happy ending, as it were, has retracted a story that the former prime minister was issued a royal pardon. Um, and so that story started a lot of discussions going on. Now, what Utsusa does subsequently, right, the story that first headline is Najib Freed receives pardon, or in Malay, Najib Bebas Trima Pengampunan, was that it became a question, right? Mm. So they added a question mark. Um, <laughs> and then subsequently, uh, by about 3.45 this afternoon, the entire question, uh, sorry, uh, story was taken down. And this is, uh, I mean, to be fair, there are specific time reasons for why this is being talked about now. Um, because it is true, uh, the minister in the Prime Minister's department, Zaleha Mustafa, did confirm to Malaysia Kini that the pardons board had met on the matter, but she declined to provide details, saying wait for the official statement from the pardons board. So it's not as if there wasn't a meeting. It's not as if we didn't know that it was up for discussion that now would be the time. I think the the question simply is why it... Um, why there was enough of a certainty felt, at least on on one side, um, to actually report it and retract it subsequently. So anyways, interesting times. um, And I think it is also timely to talk about how people feel about this, because from the very beginning, uh, from the time when Najib Razak was first going to court and subsequently when he was found, when he was convicted, I think the question of the pardon has been ongoing throughout, right? It's it's how long, well, if he does go to jail, how long will it be for? Um, is he just going to be pardoned? You know, is all of this just in, in name only or in appearance only? And so this question of the pardon is an old one. Absolutely. And in fact, you know, last year, the, the current uh, governor, Srawal, who was then, uh, you know, he was then actually former minister in the PM's Department for Parliamentary and uh, Legal Affairs, uh, Wan Junaidi, uh, actually explained the pardon process, right? And so he dispelled a lot of, I think, confusion around it. You know, there was a th- uh, thinking that you'd have to spend at least a third of your sentence before, remember Najib's got a 12-year sentence, he needs to spend at least a third before he can apply for a pardon. That apparently is not true. And so what uh, Wan Junaidi does is he lays out the regulations and all these these issues for everybody's, um, so for everybody to be clear. But you're right. I mean, I think for uh, many of us, uh, Lynn, you know, the question is very simple, right? Should the man get a pardon considering the enormity of the crime? Also, is he does he regret his actions? Has he ever issued an apology to the Malaysian public? Well, I think I would stop short of apology and ask whether there's been an acknowledgement, right? Because if we just started, <laughs> whether or not there's even been an acknowledgement that it happened and that he was the cause of it happening, then, you know, that's where it could go. But if we look at um, what people are saying, Amirul, for example, says, sorry, Put- sorry, Putrajaya, but there's no compromise on the Najib issue. He serves his prison sentence for this conviction and he serves sentences for every future f- conviction on every charge found guilty. A shortened sentence or early release is just as unacceptable as a pardon. There should be no soft ground. 
Yeah, I think that's, you know, Amirul, you take the, um, Amirul takes a kind of a hard line on this, right? Which is that, uh, considering the enormity of the problem. The timing is interesting, though, uh, just to add to the, the discussion of why today, was that in some sense, the monarch uh, who's just stepped down, the outgoing mm. monarch, is from the same state that uh, Najib is from. They're both from Pahang, right? And I don't know if that plays into it, but because, uh, you know, Najib was, in fact, um, convicted in a, a court, uh, a court uh, in uh, in Kuala Lumpur in the Federal Territories, it is the Agong who is responsible for the uh, pardons process. We have a lot of shows up um, about the pardons process in case all of this has awakened a curiosity in you. I think this is something that we've covered quite a lot because, like I said, it has been in the news very often. It's been discussed almost from the time that he was first arrested. Um, let us know what you think, though. It's, I guess, a simple enough question. How would you feel if um, former Prime Minister Datuk Sri Najib Razak received either a pardon or a or a shortened sentence, a softer sentence? Um that number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Banish fraudulent manoeuvres, BFM 89.9. It's 5.49 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. We are speaking today, um, we have been speaking for the whole hour actually, about the man at the centre of 1MDB, Najib Razak, uh, because, to be clear, earlier today, Utusan Malaysia ran a story titled Najib Freed Receives Pardon. Later on, they added a question mark um, indicating a lack of sureness and subsequently they retracted the story. But that got people talking. And so we are asking you, basically, how would you feel if he did in fact get a pardon or received a, a lighter sentence, a shortened sentence? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do actually have a voice note that's come in. This is from Muniandi. Personally, hi. Uh, personally, I feel... Najib doesn't deserve the pardon for many reasons. You know, first of all, he hasn't regretted or felt remorseful. Uh, number two, he's got many cases pending. Third, um, he is is uh, not even served sufficient time even to be considered. So, for all that, uh, uh, all that reason, you know, the, the the pardon board wouldn't even consider him. But the fiasco of our newly minted uh, federal territory minister indiscretion and naivety of uh, leaking information as to the when the meeting, the pardons board has been delayed many times, that those, in, those sort of information. Uh, also, um, the fact that there's a meeting coming up on Monday and, and then finally she gave a a kind of uh, a leading kind of answer, he said, uh, when asked, uh, is it pardon? She said, wait for the official announcement. I mean, all this giving so many uh, misleading uh, kind of uh, nuances as though the way she answered, wait for the official, it's, it's not the way the minister should be privately talking to a newspaper and newspaper uh, you know, the Malay newspaper quoting her and, and all that. Total indiscretion. She's not even a spokesperson for the pardon board. 
and uh, she reports to the Prime Minister and yet she has uh, spoken out of turn and created so much confusion and at the same time there is this Uttusan um, uh, saying he's got some leaks and then it uh, said uh, was pardoned, later he withdraw and all that. Okay, it's so disconcerting for people, you know, public to have all this going just because of a minister's uh, indiscretion. Uh, secondly, I think the government should plug all the leaks and loopholes in the system so that if, if uh, Uttusan has gone ahead and published uh, on online that uh, Najib is uh, pardoned uh, due to some sources, I think there should be an investigation immediately as to uh, how they got the information. Um, you know, so because this this is very uh, dangerous precedent being set by online people, um, and then this will create a lot of issues of uh, that there was interference, he was forgiven, he was pardoned, and then the, you know people have uh, the, the the people at the power, like the prime minister, may have interfered and scuttled it and all that, right? So these are things that needs to be addressed. And then also, I think official statement uh, uh, basically telling the, our, our minister in charge of federal territory that to have better discretion and not to speak out, not to have private uh, uh, information given to a newspaper. She should, if she's anything important, she should get the cabinet's approval to speak. In fact, we already got a cabinet spokesman anyway. Yeah, that's it. Muniandi, thank you for that. Um, so I a number of points there, actually. Um, I, I do want to start off with your focus on the Federal Territories Minister, um, Zaliha Mustafa, because I... It is true that she has been, she has made a number of statements, or at least a few, about the issue, and it hasn't necessarily... Uh, cleared the air. Cleared the air. Uh, but I'm not sure that we can say with any certainty that she leaked the information. Yeah, I don't think we can say that for certainty. We don't know if Utsan... Uh, Utsan says it's a source story, right? Yeah. Even Sinchu has come up with a source story. But we don't... And typically, journalists uh, or media don't reveal who their sources are. So we don't know. It, sometimes media will say, you know, it comes from, you know, high up High, or, a highly uh, placed source. source or and then we think, okay, maybe it's from the ministry. But okay, you're right. I mean, maybe there, there is a question, Munyandi, about uh, the way in which uh, this person acting as the minister acting as a spokesperson in this uh, situation needed to find a form of communication that helped clarify things rather than keep things uh, dangling. I don't you start off and you say why you don't think he deserves a pardon. I think you bring up some very important points. Uh, well, I will say so far nobody has said yay to pardon, um, including Daniel and um, Srihari, both of whom are pretty emphatic on the issue. Arvin also saying, no, I don't agree. Um, Also adding on, the very point for being jailed is to get ke'insafan and to repent. To be pardoned after a year is definitely not enough. Yeah, so the length of time, and I think, you know, what uh, would be very bad 
uh, is for the optics of governance is if some low-level criminal, you know, taking a hundred ringgit here or you know a thousand ringgit there, gets jailed for much longer than somebody whose whose conduct led to you know public debt of a huge amount. So I think that's it. so the fairness issue, right? Why is it that somebody of his stature is let off the hook when? other people much more insignificant in terms of their impact on larger society uh, have to stay the full course or have the full sentence, uh, you know, uh, stay in jail for the full sentence. TIDJ says, I do not expect a person who made the statement that nobody warned me in the interview in the documentary to take responsibility for what was done. Um, he failed to acknowledge that it was set up in such a way that there was no oversight. Um, relating to the pardon, I have no opinion I would be comfortable voicing out. Yeah, TID. I mean, I think we all we need to be careful. I think all of us are concerned about the legal implications of what we say. Say, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, but having said that, I think as just as citizens, we can have opinions, and I think it's very important that we understand or come to a con- uh, consensus about what justice would look like in the Najib case. Let us know what you think, though. You can call us. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, and of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.